Hey guys, welcome back to the National Restaurant Owners Podcast. This is officially episode 12. So we are off and running. Now have um, several guests who have been in the studio for the new year. And I think you're going to be excited with some of the conversations we have, especially this one. Um, two local Bronx kids who have carved their own way. And, you know, the, that, that Bronx energy came into the studio right from the get-go. And hopefully you pick up on it, which was uh, a really good time. And it is just an indication of the type of people that surround the food industry and the passion and love they have for food and what they do. And, you know, when you add that, that Bronx element of just being honest and, and that whole thing, I think you guys are going to love it, particularly you guys who are not local to the area. I think it'll be super entertaining to you. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves and we're going to take it from there. But uh, before we get into the show, I just want to thank the marketing monks, my marketing partners here. They are um, supporting the show. We are recording there. Um, it is absolutely a partnership that I'm a part of and thrilled to say that it is a group of content creators and just like-minded individuals that are working with individuals like myself, um, target their niche and build a brand on social media. So if that's something that's interesting to you, uh, Mario and his team does a much better job explaining exactly what they do than I can do here, but it's at the marketing monks on Instagram. And if you just take a look at the page and take a look at Mario's page, you'll see the direction that uh, we are taking things here and hoping to get other people to join uh, our little movement here. So if you're interested in building a brand, uh, learning more about social media, just just give um give them a call or or a call. I mean, does anybody even do? You can call him for sure. But check out their Instagram page, check out their social media, and um, I think you'll get a good idea of what's going on there. And if that's what your thing is, or you just want to learn a little bit more, um, absolutely. Um, I feel like we are building something pretty intense here. So would love to have everybody be a part of it. Um, and secondly, uh, the other sponsor is Four Turns Hospitality. Again, it's just a group of us who are um, hospitality professionals, uh, retired hospitality professionals to a certain extent, who are looking to help and support other um, restaurant owners, operators, just in being there in terms of having a conversation or you know something in terms of a bigger scope in, in terms of consulting. But basically my thought and my thought for this podcast is the restaurant ownership is, is and can, can be a lonely business. And sometimes you just need somebody to reach out to and talk to and run an idea by, um, whether that's about menu development, whether it's about uh, construction or build out or operations. Um, that is kind of what this company exists for. Uh, it's totally custom tailored approach to what you need. And if that's something you're looking for, you can reach out to me directly on Instagram at Kyle and Sarah, and I can explain a little bit more. All right. So don't want to keep going on here, but let's get into the show. And I hope you guys enjoy. And once again, thank you so much for the support and continuing listening. And uh, yeah, enjoy it while you're on the treadmill or stuck in traffic on the hutch. Uh, thanks again, guys. Have a good one. 
So, welcome back to the show, guys. And I have to say, this is the first time that somebody's actually brought booze into the studio. And what I thought was a, a banned <laughs> substance, um, but it's actually a quart of um, Cecilia Oregano. And we're definitely going to get into that story later on. But why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves and um, tell everyone what you're uh, all about. Hi, uh, I'm Giorgio Giacinto. Uh, I own the Giorgios in New Rochelle. I've been there for 12 years. Um, and uh, I'm the chef, the owner, and um, we're here today to talk about some uh, good food with my friend Antonella. Yeah. Hey. Hey. So I'm Antonella Pamela, known on Instagram as Food Get About It. There we go. I've been around for about four and a half years now on, on the IG, and uh, I have about 7,500 following me and hoping to hit that 10K by the end of the year. That's the big number. We were just talking about that, the 10K number with Mario over here. What happens, you know, because 10K is a number because then you can do the swipe up, you can do all the cool shit. But what happens if, like, you know those spam bots now are, like, following, unfollowing? Mm-hmm. What happens if you dip below? Like, what if you go down to, like, 9997? Do you lose all that stuff? Or do they still, you know, because, like, I didn't know yeah. Was, uh, I didn't even That's know a question. Benefits. Yeah. The one thing I never got into was looking at my number there because I'm yeah. I have, like, no followers. Well, that's why you need Instagrammers like me to be in the picture. This is a business meeting now. Yeah, so... so. um, You know what? For me, it's more about getting verified. So right now, I have a really strong following. If you look at my DMs, every day I'm filled with messages, not only from restaurateurs, but followers. They want to see more from me. They want to see more business-wise from me. Um, So to me, I see that as a true verification that this is now viable to become a business. Yeah, you're a real person doing real stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting because I can walk into a place and they will say to me, I thought you were a myth. You were a unicorn. I didn't realize you were a real person. Right, right. Because, I mean, some of your stuff, I mean, I'll tell you why I think. Because why I think you're so popular is you're authentic. I think that's safe to say. Thank you. And um, you show a lot of... You ask your audience to engage quite a bit, and from what I see, that it comes back to you, and that's a that's that's what it should be about, you know. So I, I think that's kudos to you. It's not so many so many people are hiding behind their Instagram names; they're not really doing what they say they're doing. So I, that would be that would be a credit to you, I would say. For me, what's important is I want to be front facing. Mm-hmm. So not only am I about restaurant reviews, I got into this because I used to be a Yelper. I used to be an, oh, a, no. an elite yelper. I know. We and, just five people just turned off. Yeah, the yeah. I'm so sorry. That's I'm it. so sorry. Uh, but you know what? Yeah, but I, but I got out that game exactly. And then when I saw that I could put a story with the visual and use this platform, yeah. I gravitated to that immediately. So that was that's interesting. That's interesting. So you're you're who you are on Instagram now because of what you were on Yelp. Yes, and I made that transition pretty seamlessly. But, you know, it's all been a grassroots, organic um, way of, a trip, you know, getting followers by me pretty much putting myself out there. Right. Yeah. And, you know, having the support of people like you and people like Gio who, you know, are going to say, you know what? She's not full of shit. Yeah. You know, she's not coming in here 
getting a comped meal and never seeing from again. Right. So I build relationships. And then on the other side, I'm building relationships with my followers. Yeah. So I've made friendships. I've become, you know, I'm not anybody's godmother yet, but I expect <laughs> that, to, that to come right. down the road. Name their kid after you? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I knew I was going to get something real from her. Yeah. Whether it was going to be good or bad. I knew it wasn't going to be awful. But I did expect whatever she thought was going to come out yeah. of, of it. And I, and I appreciated that. That was one of the reasons why I was excited to do it. When you mean she, when she came in to eat and get, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to be able to, we were talking about this a little bit before, but not so many chefs are so receptive of that. You know, a lot of these guys, and particularly in our market, it's relatively small. Like we bring everything up to the top and the, the real players in the market, I think it's a small group of people. And they don't take so kindly to, you know, f- feedback. You know, not everyone's going to love the food, but yeah. it's a, it's a, it's something that they have to get used to. Particularly, I mean, this is a small market, but if you're in the city or if you're in another major market, they deal with that shit every day. Those guys are getting bombarded with reviews from on Instagram, you know, pictures of like a bag where the sandwich fell through or the portion was too small. Or I think it's just part of the game. You got to learn how to deal with it, and not be so sensitive about it. As far as I'm concerned, if I'm going out to eat, I, you know, I cook well. My family, That's you know, my awful. upbringing. You know, we you have a regular, you have homegrown yeah, regular. Yeah, I mean, house. you know, yeah. look, look, it's, it's, sure. it's, yeah. I'm somebody that, you know, while I may not be classically trained in anything, I have a discerned palate. Like, I, I know mm-hmm. food, I know quality, I know when you're just pushing something out to push it, but I understand something that, you know, is unique. Um, and it, I gotta be honest, there are a lot of chefs that embrace me. They come, they bring a dish, they're like, I'm thinking about putting this as a special or on the menu, what do you think? And I'll say, you know what, you need a little texture or you need a little green on top, so make it pop. Yeah. And they actually go back to the drawing board and they take that. To me, that speaks volumes yeah, right. to have that happen to right, me. Right, for sure. Um, because you could just go to your, you know, your, your, your best runner and say, you know, what do you think? What do yeah. you think of this? So, and, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. So at the end of the day, my goal is not to put people out of business. My goal is to help you succeed. Yeah, right. So when I give constructive criticism, a lot of times you have to be either open to listening to it. A lot of times it's run by the chefs before I post anything. Yep. Especially if I have a relationship with you. Yep. You shouldn't be caught off guard. Right. And when I put it out there, I try to clean it up. I never want to dissuade people from going. We all have our own opinions. Yeah. And it's subjective. Food is subjective. Yeah. And, you know, for anybody that thinks that I'm out there to do harm, that's wrong. It's yeah. absolutely, I want to go out there because I want it to be an experience that I enjoy. If I'm leaving money here, I want to walk away and say, go there. Yeah. Get this. Enjoy that. It's like anything else. I mean, if, if you're actually doing what you're supposed to be doing and say that you're doing the cream rise at the top, and you should welcome. You want people to come, come in here. I want you to try this because it's gonna. I want people to know about it. I, I, I'm like the only person I think on earth that has had a good experience with Yelp, good or bad. Yeah. The bad drives me to do better the next day. Right. Which has always been a good thing for me. Um, criticism to me, it was. I, I, I'm. I never got a chance to really work with like those top-notch chefs. So right. Mostly self-taught. I did live in Italy. But it was like me just kind of going into kitchens and saying, hey, I got some gifts. Can I hang out with you for a couple of weeks? Yeah, right. Sit in the corner and do the best I can to pick up whatever I could. Right. So me, the criticism I've gotten over the years, that's how I fixed 
That's a, a good point. Yeah, mistakes. right. And it's like you're mentoring, kind of. Yeah. yeah. So to me, I've always embraced it. Always. And thank God, there's been more good than bad. But yeah. for the most part, it's it's helped me. A lot. It's amazing though, because I don't see that as really any different than if I asked you guys, like, "Hey, have you ever been to this place?" And you said, "You know, what? I liked it. You know, what? I wasn't the the biggest fan." Okay, I'm still gonna go because it looks good to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 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 a whole new world for sure. But I think that the the restaurants that fight it are asking for trouble. There's you know, yeah, right. It's the, it, but that's the same. Yeah, right. You're high. Exactly. And if you hear the same couple of complaints over and over again, you do need to fix that. Right. It's not, you know, I can, I can say something to you. I've even shared DMs that I've received from other people corroborating what I have maybe said to you Because I think you have an agenda, you mean? Like, like, you like people think you had an agenda like oh look it's not just me so look what this person said that kind of thing or just well you know what you know a lot of times they might think that i'm i'm being harsh or i'm i'm being overly critical and who really am i to be that person and you're right like uh, you know at the end of the day i'm i may not be that important but clearly i am if people are writing me and saying you know what i also had the same experience and then I get a, a third person or a fourth person. Yeah, right. Then I'm going to forward those to you. Yeah. And I'm going to show you that it's not just me. But you, I mean, that's also not easy on you, right? Because, I mean, you're being genuine when and anybody when they put themselves out there just like a chef or if you're doing an Instagram thing. When you put it out there, expect to get some shit back. And it's not, it's not easy, especially when you're being genuinely authentic. Like, this is what I really think. This is what I really put into this dish. I think this is the best I can make it. And somebody's like, that's crap. The and end then, of the it's not day, easy. I will never again say to you, don't go. I will say to you, go, try it, come back to me and tell me what you think. Yeah, right. That is always the advice that I give. Right. But unless the food is terrible and the service is terrible and everything about the experience from A to Z is just not good, mm-hmm. that is the only time you will hear me say, don't go there. That place won't last. And, I mean, just in that regard, that's more of like a no different than a Yelp review. Right, I mean, I mean, you're kind of just saying what happened. Other people would chime in with what they happened. I could go on there just as easily as anybody else can and read the one stars and the five stars. So, I don't know. I think it just feels more personal. I think sometimes in this market, so in Westchester, it can feel more personal because there's not, you know, yeah. like we said, the same circle of places a lot of the times. But so when when she does a, a whatever a review or whatnot, like to me, one thing about Yelp, there's no doubt in my mind. There's a large handful of restaurants that their reviews are friends mm-hmm. family, oh yeah paid workers paid whatever it is I, I i could swear on anything i've never had that there has been times where uh we'll put up like a post on facebook which i heard this is not even right to do but i didn't know it like saying hey if you've been to the restaurant you enjoyed it or you didn't enjoy it Check us out on Yelp. Give us a review. Yeah. So you're not supposed to do that either, but I don't know. I never heard um, that. That's the only thing. Like, So if I go on Yelp and I check out this place and it's got 20 great reviews, I'm going to go check it out. And then it's awful. Right. So I know when the New York Times came to our restaurant, I didn't, you know, you don't know when they're there, but apparently they came nine to ten times. Yeah. Because anybody can have a bad night. Right. Yeah. Have yeah. a bad server. That guy, that guy could get fired the next day. Yeah. And you did the right thing. Yeah. You got rid of him, but now that review stays forever. Yeah. Um, so I know uh, a little bit of, you know, definitely going a few times helps. Too. And I was going to say that. So that's the one thing. Most, most of my experiences have been positive. So I go once and I'm like, 
able to write. I write those on the spot. I write them as I'm posting the pictures. Mm -hmm. They're not in my notes. I'm not taking notes. It's all on the fly from my brain. This is how I felt. This is what it was. And that's why I think the authenticity comes out because it's like, you know, this is how it went down. Yeah. But if I see that the experience was not what I wanted it to be or I expect more, you best believe I go there two or three times until I actually say something yeah. about it. Your intent is not the yeah. Yeah, right, like yeah. you said. And that's but, fair. And that's what I do. And people don't realize that. And it's at my expense. It's, it's you know, I'm the one that's putting the money out. That's and I'm doing it because, I, I you know, I don't want to be that person that says, uh, you know, work on this, fix this. Yeah. Because I, I'm expecting that maybe it was an off night. And it's also, I mean, you live here. So, and you're out all the time. So, you, I mean, you have a, a vested interest in wanting to see these restaurants succeed as a local person. I think um, a lot of times these smaller markets, like, you know, Westchester, especially being a satellite that's so close to New York City, southern Westchester, so close. Um, like I was saying, they, they get very defensive about it. But if your intent is to make it better, like, what are some of the things you're seeing? Because, you know, we do have people listening, like, all over the country. But it, I think it's the same dynamic that's here that's in other sort of, like, satellites of sure. Phoenix or satellites of Chicago. What what are these restaurants like? Too, trying too hard to mimic the New York City experience? Are they not catering to their audience? Are they what's like? What's really? What are some things that you run into consistently that are? Well, it's all about the gram. I mean, the yeah. picture speaks a thousand words. I mean, in the restaurant itself. So you start with the Instagram. So I think yeah. the gram is what's going to get you into the restaurant. I agree. Right. So you can read all the reviews in the world, but then uh-huh. you have you don't need it. But then you have the New York Times, but you got a great review in the in the New York I, I Times. It changed my life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that you know what influx of people. Like if we want to switch gears, I'm sure that that brought in a whole new group of people that were not your usual regular customers, just because of that review. You have to step up your game, though. Yeah. Big time. Well, because the expectations are coming in. The expectations are coming in. Sometimes with a review, with a great review, I'm like. Uh, yeah. Gonna, I don't know what they're going to expect now. Yeah, right. And it gets to the point where, like, I, let's say I do what I do. I love to do it. I'm going to do it the best I can. But, like, sometimes expectations are oh. through the roof. Oh, yeah, right. You're like, yeah, how do I deliver on this? I can only do so, it. You know, it's tough. If we want to relate the question to Georgie's restaurant, to yeah. Giorgio, we had talked, you know, numerous times. I know him from the neighborhood, and I never made it there. Never made it there. Again, it's in a strip mall. You kind of think. What what is this? Right? I grew up on Long Island. Next I, I love the Italian restaurant. Yeah, exactly. You know, next oh. to Harmon's, and my I'm sort of like. Thing. My wife was like, "In a strip mall, you're gonna open a restaurant?" I was like, "I didn't." Yeah. You know, you don't you don't <laughs> expect ambiance, but I'll tell you this: you get parking. Right. <laughs> Parking's major. Parking's major, and uh, and the experience with him is because I know his background, because we are very similar in the way we grew up, because you know. Um, I know that he trains in Italy because I know he's from Calabria. All those things already brought me in with expectations. And he said to me, he said, can I allow you, can I cook for you? Right. And I said, you know, I normally don't trust a lot of people <laughs> to do that for me, but I'm, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. And I'm going to let you do whatever you want for me. So no fancy shit. Uh, yeah. I said, give it to me the way you would do at home. All right. Well, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, people go, they want to try out a pizza place. Um, they're like, well, you got to try their whatever. This. I'm like, no, no I want to try their 
regular pie first. Yeah. That'll tell you everything you need to know. How do you how do you figure out a pizza place if it's good? For me, it's get a regular slice and the Sicilian. Yeah. That's that's my first go. Yeah. You know, this is such about, a New York conversation. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's my first go. You know, and then if if those are good, then you bring me back the second time, and then I'll try your white slice. I'll yeah, try, yeah. you know, like then we're gonna step yeah, it up yeah. with the it's grandma. Like yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. we're gonna go that way. But that's those are the two deciding things for me. Yeah. If you can make a good regular, and you can make a good Sicilian, or at least win one of the two. Right. You may have me back in for the second time. But you know what I think is interesting too. What you said, which my wife and I talk about all the time, is because she uses Instagram to be like, if we're gonna go to a new place, let's see what it looks like on the inside. Yeah. She's also looking to see what other people look like. Like, what are they wearing? What's the vibe like? Are people doing shots, or are they sitting across from a candlelight? You know, intimate conversation. Instagram. Kind of things. We're like, all visual. If we could talk about like the last decade and what one of the biggest trends was, Instagram has to be on that list. Oh, for sure. And in the top in the top three, I mean, yeah. you know, that's what sold those fancy milkshakes. Yeah. That's what sold a lot of these trends. Um, you know, avocado toast, you know? <laughs> and I'm telling you, you're sitting there and you're comparing avocado toasts, you know, this one looks better than that one, that one looks greener. What I do <laughs> think that people are doing is Photoshopping and, oh, you yeah. know, I think saturating... Well, I think they're saturating photos. <laughs> Do you want a pen? <laughs> you know, yeah, I sure think. Exactly. Well, I, you know, and, no, when, I and, when, it. and when you're doing that, it. and then I'm coming in, and it, and, and it looks yeah. nothing like the picture that I just saw, that's a problem. That's, a problem. That, that's the exact same thing that I was saying about you with, with the authenticity and that stuff. And, and where I'm coming from, for, even for me, is if I'm a different guy on Instagram than when you see me in person, then what value do I have? You know, let's see these Instagram people who who are, you know, I read a stat that one of the biggest issues private plane, like airports, private airports are having, is people hopping the fence to take pictures with the planes. Because they're active, people are saying, like, this is my plane. So people are posing who they are on Instagram, but then when you see them, you know, and that, that has to be true with restaurants too. That has to be, it has to be authentic, it has to be who you are. Yeah, you can't super saturate a photo and, you know, like, and have it be obvious the food needs to speak for itself yeah because i can then screenshot that post it next to a picture of I my can, actual one and it's gonna be people use um a recipe like there there's been restaurants that put food from the from the gram on their feed and i can tell it's not their table it's not the dishes they use oh right it, it's not their style of the chef i i can tell yeah right like that, and it happens a lot there's a restaurant a i'm not gonna name come names. on just say the name big name chef came up here i will say this their instagram of their back patio is not their back patio they're using somebody else's what's the point of that because then when you get there, I can't so they, get on the back. They're showing you water views. You they're not even on the water. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, well, that's asking for it. And that's sad because it should be about the food. Yes, it should be about the ambiance too. But if you're already going to sell me something that is incorrect, you already know that I'm not coming in. But it, I'm not. It's, 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 still, it's still the analogy to dating is the same. Like they're lying to you up front. Then what, where are we going to – where is it really going to go? Yeah. So yeah. – but – Going back to restaurants and what you think they're doing right and wrong, you think food-wise, like, you know, I'll say it. For the job that I have, it's been hard to try to find chefs who want to come here and open up new concepts yes. for a lot of different reasons. The main theory being the traffic, the people who live here, a lot of them um, will go to the city. 
it's just as close to go to the city as you know. It could take a half hour to get across for me to get over to Dobbs Ferry or to get up to Porchester from where I live. Sure. So I could get, I could be on the train. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but I don't. I believe in that this market is very viable. I just think people are just missing the mark a little bit sometimes. They're kind of cooking for their own tastes rather than the tastes of their guests. I think Westchester, if you're not, if you're trying to be something that you're not, like a sleek city place. And your crowd is upscale uh, parents in their mid forties with two kids. Maybe you'll get them every once in a while, but those twice a twice a week guests, three times a week guests. I just think a lot of these guys are not playing to the market. I think they're not. They're, they they're playing to their, themselves. Yeah, right? they don't know their clientele, and that's a big problem. So what I found with G, you know, with Georgie was walking in there. He wasn't selling to Nerechelle. He was selling to everybody mm-hmm. because it was the food that he made at home. Right. It was the food that came from Calabria. And I told him that. And I said, that's what I want to eat here because we don't have enough regional Italian per right. se. So Calabrese, you know, there's plenty of them. But the fact that he actually put a lot of those dishes with Calabria chili oil, you know, with the, a lot of the, the fried foods with a lot of the vegetables that they use. That, to me, was that extra oomph that right. I needed to have. So when you try to introduce a new concept, let's say, into Westchester, mm-hmm. yeah, again, you have to know your market. You have to know your demographics, who lives there, how much do they make, what kinds of, uh, you know, is it a blue-collared city? Are yeah. they mostly train dwellers? Right. Are they renters? All of that stuff plays into... What you're selling? Because they could have, they out. could have had lunch at, you know, Danielle. You know, they're eating restaurants in the city, and you're going to be compared to them one way. And or remember, the, other. the kids today at 10 years old, they can read that Thai menu and tell you how to order uh, yeah. better than I can tell yeah, you how to order. Yeah. I love knowledge. that. When yeah. I see these kids that are like completely into food, they know those menus. You have a hundred thousand dollar kitchen, yeah. but yet you're doing takeout five days a week, yeah. and then you're going out on the weekends. Oh yeah, right. Exactly. See, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they exactly? What I would like that? to marry one of those so that I could have that kitchen, but I actually want to use mine. All right. No, that's yeah. But then you got to clean it. Well, yeah, well, no. At that point, I'll have a maid. That's a good point. There you go. That's a good point. So your food is inspired by your yeah, how you grew up. I, I I like to put my region. I need more alcohol. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> my God. As much as I possibly can. Um, like like I tell. The, the the chilies, um, we uh, we um, we jar a lot of our we make our own tomato sauce. Mm. Anything that my mother made as kids growing up, like one thing when I went to Calabria to cook, I said to myself like, wow, this is literally what I grew up eating. Just sometimes a little bit more refined, or right. sometimes not more refined at all. It's just right. a little old lady in the back. Cooking food yeah. until they ran out, and then they put the key to the door, and it's That's closed. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, some people say, you know, your specials change every day. We never know what you're going to get. But to me, it's like I'll go out. I'm going to buy the best ingredients I can find, and then I'm gonna cook some great food. Yeah. And then people come in, they eat it. And then the next day we start all over. It sounds so simple. Yeah, you know, but <laughs> but that's to me that's what I'm trying to do. It, um, 
basically what I learned in Calabria. They go out in the morning, they hit the markets, mm-hmm. they buy what's in season, what's fresh, they cook it, and that's there's times, I, I, I know it's not the greatest business model in the world, but there's times where it's like 9.15, and I'm like, guys, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. We're done. We're sold out. Yeah. Like, oh, but, uh, you know, what about if somebody comes in? I'm like, I don't know, offer them something, but I'm I'm done. Yeah. All my good shit is gone. Yeah. And um, that's but it. But I, I can There's, appreciate that. That should but, be some respect to that. in a good yeah. way. I, 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 I mean that. Um, so there's been times where my waiters will look at me and be like, gee, are you trying to make money? Like, what are you trying to do? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, with the Giorgios, we only sent 46 people. All right. So my biggest thing is let's try and build something, a brand, um, a reputation. And then one day, I'm sure we'll get into a bigger spot and have lots of workers and, you know, then hopefully I can build off of this. But I don't see the capabilities of becoming rich with my restaurant right now. So right now it's really all focused on trying to put out good, Dishes that people are going to say, I went to the Giorgio's and that shit was great. I, I can tell you this. That's it comes, what I'm trying my best to do at, at this spot right I now. I didn't find you on Instagram. I found you the old-fashioned way. Somebody told me. Word uh, of mouth. Word of mouth. Yeah. But, you know, I, you have what I th- – I talk to, obviously, a lot of restaurant owners, and I talk about restaurants a lot. Mm-hmm. Somebody made the analogy to me a long time ago is that you want to be Mariano Rivera when, in the in the restaurant. You want to just – you throw. You have one thing, this is what you do, and you do it really well. You don't yeah. care that – now there's a new pitch. The guy threw uh, basically a modified slider, cut fastball. Nobody could touch it. Nobody could touch it, and everybody knew what was coming every time. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I think so many people over-conceptualize, and they're making these menus that are like just to be Instagrammable, yeah. or they're making them just to show that they have a certain talent or they can do a certain food trend. And I say it all the time, like, when did restaurants stop being places to go when you were hungry or wanted to have a good night out? Get the vibe right. Get the food to match your market, and don't try to force feed me your concept. I think that's what it is. Some maybe hit it, but I think it's a lot harder, a lot harder to uh, hit that moving target of like the trend or mm-hmm. just trying trying to find something new and line that line up where you're like, look, this is what I know, I, this is what I make, and they're gonna, it's gonna be the best ever. And it won't last twelve years either. No, that's that's I mean, three what years are run. Mad no. respect though that you can stop it at nine o'clock and say I'm done. I don't have yeah. any more because you're gonna create demand that way. Well, yeah, you, right. So yeah. remember that. Yeah. So remember that that creates demand because obviously if you sold out enough, then you know that that might potentially end up on your menu as a regular, right. as a spe- no, right. no longer a special, but it'll be part of your menu. It's also integrity. And, yeah, <laughs> but then Over at, the, at the end of the day. Um, I, I went to a place, and it was a fast, casual burger joint. And, you know, they pride themselves on selling all different types of meats. They ran out of a particular meat. Now, I heard a story about the place that they actually went to the A&P across the street. Instead of saying, we no longer have bison, they went to the A&P across the street. They got meat, and they passed it off as bison. You don't do that. No, it's it's. Uh, you don't do that. It's a definitely like a chink in your armor. You're 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 just taking hits now, and you don't know it. So you know what you do? You put a big axe on it, and you say, "I don't have it." We're getting another delivery on Wednesday, and that's it. And, he, and let else. me tell you what the fix is for the restaurant owner. Hey, I'm I'm here. I'm here to try the burger, the bison burger. Oh, you know what? We're out of it. But I came all the way here just for it. Let's you know what? I'm sorry. You. Let's yeah. Comp- Next time you come in, let me know. Here's my phone number. Call me, and I'll make sure. Yes, you. exactly. Instead of going to get the 
the ground chuck over at A&P. At A&P, and I died when I heard that story, and then they never, I never went back, I never... Because now it makes you question everything else. No, I said... I, I tell my customers, I'm out every day in the morning shopping for, for, for beautiful food. Call me the night before. Tell me what you want. I'll buy it for you or make it for you. Yeah. No problem. Any time. Yeah. And people hit me up constantly. Look, I'm on the move for from Buko. You make it for me tomorrow? You got it. Yeah. No and sometimes like, you're probably like, oh, yeah, great idea. I'll yeah. run out of ideas. <laughs> but that's what will happen. Actually, that's exactly what happens, though. They'll say, they want to... All right, then I'll buy 15 of them and I'll make 15. And then it's fine. Yeah. sell it anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's fun. You know, it makes my job. It's Especially fun. also Buko now in this cold. Mm. Oh, man. Amazing. I know. Even though it's like spring last week, it's winter this week. Yeah. It's uh, in this New York. This is like stick to your ribs kind of that's food. That's real. This is, this that's is real food. Well, I mean, that's also real cooking. That's real. That's something you probably enjoy. There's a lot of technique involved with yeah, that. That's it's, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, I don't know. Where, where are we headed with these restaurants? I mean, I think the, the fast casual thing is is it's has hit Westchester. West, can do it you, well. Yeah, fast yeah. casual, do fast it really casual well. is really where it's going. I think. Look at the places that are doing well. But do you see the? Do you see them as competition? Pasta. Yeah. Um, do you see yourself ever going in that direction? Starting to become competition. Yeah, some oh, yeah. of them are really starting to hit the mark. Yeah, to me, I think Diggin does the best job of the QSR stuff. I think the food is real. Who's Diggin, their that? location around here is in. Rybrook. Oh, what is it? It's uh, they do healthy-ish food. Yeah, it's like salads and greens. You so here's the, the other thing. I like so chopped. yeah, it, it's actually right next to Chopped in Rybrook. It's great. Oh, check it out. Chopped is a similar is a similar schematic, right? We can we can say that yeah. they're in the same family yeah, of sure. restaurants or franchises. Um, there's dig in is a little bit smaller in mm. terms of how many locations. Yes. You know the proprietor. I don't think. I don't think. Are they a public company? No, but they just got bought by. I know. Danny Myers. Yeah, guys. Danny Meyer got involved. That's so great. Danny Meyer so got involved. Yeah, I actually had the pleasure of going to Gramercy Tavern a couple of months ago for Zagat's 40th yeah. anniversary. Cool Apparently, infatuation partnered with them. They reissued their book. They hadn't issued it yeah. in four to five years, and they did it at Gramercy. Danny was there. It was one of the best experiences in my life. Has nothing to do with food, get about it, but just as a person, as a student, as a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I walked Absolutely. out of there saying, that's how it's done. Oh, yeah. That's how it's done. That meal was amazing. Yeah. Just that whole day was sort of like a Cinderella moment. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you get a backing like that, yeah. you know, into dig in that maybe started with what, a handful yeah. of locations? Uh-huh. I don't know too much about their story. I met him. I met him at his grand opening in Rye Brock. Oh, wow. I believe his name is Eskin. Ryan, maybe? I don't know. Um, nice guy. Great mantra. And I think that's that's going to be part of the future. So we're talking about these plant-based. Oh, yeah. That's that's here to stay. Yeah. Like, you know, that's... They're, they're on that, for and, sure. And, and that's the thing. And they're, they're one of the spearheaders, I think. So people not only want to know... You know, and you're not going after just vegans. Ve- no. Veganism is only 4%. Of the U.S. population. There's a word for these people. You know what the word is? Well, flexitarian. See, I'm I'm a flexitarian. So what it is, is you want to reduce your red meat consumption. And you want to incorporate more vegetables into your uh, routine. And it's it's a part of living. It's not a diet per se. It's not keto. It's not Mediterranean. It's a lifestyle change. It's a lifestyle change. It's here to stay. Do you have money... Vegetarian request. I know at times was at times it's been a friendly place for that because um, so many vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> boom. There you go. I don't really have 
have that many Italian clientele. No. Uh, clients. I really no. don't. Um, because we're eating at home, bro. My mother yeah. says all the time. I'm like, Ma, just come in tonight, please. I got so much in the refrigerator. I got to cook of this. I got to cook of this. Yeah, then comes in and say hello. Yeah. Uh, please, she doesn't want to take up a seat. Uh, that's the other thing, yeah, too. Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. Th- that's the other thing. I have a sister who's a hairdresser. I don't go to her. Because um, you know what? Chair's the chair's valuable. Well, for the five hours that I'm going to spend and get beautified, she could do five girls in that five yeah, hours yeah. and make a killer. Pay her rent. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I'm like, you know, don't spend it on me. Spend it on somebody else and get your money. But, you know, that's my, I remember my grandfather. He was, so my family Sicilian and on my dad's side. And he, my dad would always say, I'm taking you out to dinner for your birthday. It's like, why are we going to go spend $13 for a pasta? The box of runs only cost 79 cents. Uh, I remember that. Like, the battle had to be eight or nine when I heard that. I could never get them to go out. But, um, you know, I think that whole group, yeah, they're, they're, they're tough to get. But I think Westchester has a dining scene that these people are going to, that can be tapped into. Obviously, you tapped I, into I, it. What's your secret I, sauce over there? I think about it. My biggest thing I think that works for us is constantly changing. I mean, you, you will literally, if you come on Tuesday, you come Wednesday, and you'll see. The menu new. itself changes or uh, the, the specials? The tiny. Yeah. Really small. Um, the specials change every day. Yeah. But that's better. I don't want a menu that's eight, nine pages long, uh, and I'm no. trying to decide. Well, you make for every fish no, dish. I, I can't. I have, I have I, a menu because I have to. I have no tolerance have for that. Give me one or two pages. Mm-hmm. Give me some specials. And that less is more to me, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, you know it's fresh. Yeah. You can't keep that many things in-house. It's impossible. Oh, no. I know. You can't do anything good either. You can't do anything well. But if you're going to give me a book, mm-hmm. then I'm going to TGI Fridays. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, the and Cheesecake I'll, Factory menu. That's like, what I'm saying. Else? I'll try yeah. to figure it out there. Mm-hmm. But at least they give you calories now. Yeah. Well, no one wanted to see that. Jesus. <laughs> My God. I thought they were going to have that on every... I mean, mm-hmm. I think it still may be coming, but they said that... The calories are going to have to be on every menu. They were saying for a while. Well, the nutrition label is changing, out. you know, and I know that the oh, FDA yeah. has issued that that they're going to. You have to list added sugars on your products. Yeah. Now. Well, because sugar was also never mentioned as like percentage of daily value. It's the only one that has never. You know, you always say like, oh, it has three thousand amount the amount of vitamin A that you're supposed to have in a day, but sugar always just was a percentage. Yeah. Nobody knew, knew if that. I'm not mistaken, that was supposed to go into effect this month but they pushed it out <sighs> and, uh, and you'll see though yeah. you'll see lots of packaging changes now in the supermarkets mm. for big cpg brands and private label right and uh and you'll see that that has to do with now i now i put on my my career hat now this yeah is really i used your cpg i mean it took me a second <laughs> to get that one consumer product goods so <laughs> it's uh you know so that's something that is um they, they, you know, they want to make that aware because the, you know, the country does eat a lot of sugar. Oh yeah. yeah. There's, there's hidden sugar everywhere. So that I'm a sugar something. addict. So am I. Oh, it's awful. It's bad. It's hard to give up. Have you tried his tiramisu? No, but I had, did have uh, a toasted almond cake. Maybe is what it was. It's good. But you know, I, I tell you what, what for me, I, my wife and I are big on like vibe and ambiance and the energy of a restaurant. We didn't know where we were going to go. We, we live in New Rochelle, and we were like, oh, good luck getting in over there. Good luck getting over there. And it's like an off night. And maybe like a, maybe it was like a, a Friday night, but it was cold. Like the weather wasn't great or something. And whoever answered the phone was like, do you have a reservation? We're like, no, like, just come in. Just come. You're only two. Just come here and get here as well as you can. That was me. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> you saw the caller ID? Well, you you saw Kyle and My voice Sarah? sounds familiar? No, I'm just telling you, I know it was me. You man. do have a discerning voice. Oh, I answer the phone a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. 
was just a tick. Like I just. Uh, uh, Hearing your voice now it was somebody with a very calm demeanor. It wasn't like some. It didn't sound like anybody who had to check on anything either. They weren't like, oh, you're like, yeah, come on in. But you know, but you know, Bar Taco does that well too. I mean, they'll they'll get people there. They they'll make you wait or whatever, but they'll tip, put your name on the list. It's those places that I I have a hard time with that are like, uh, you don't have a reservation, don't come in. I'm like, oh wow, okay. Because like the good restaurant. I mean, we're not in New York City. You can probably get us in there. Yeah. Well, that's why. You know, be genuine. Me, I'm, if I'm going to answer, I'm going to try and get you in. Yeah, right, of you course. Um, plus, I feel like, especially nowadays, I think a lot of people do it. There's a lot of bad restaurants, but also there's a lot of good ones. Yeah. There are a lot of good ones. There is. I mean, and From where we were, you know, I mean, I've been living now in Westchester. I moved up here when I was 17 years old, 18 years old. So I don't want to give my age, but it's 20 plus years. Is it? Yeah, it is. So, but... But, you know, from what it was, like, I was running down to the Bronx for pizza for, like, 10 years. I wouldn't eat, I wouldn't touch pizza in my 20s here. Yeah. You know? Now, look at us. I mean, it, it's so many different pizza places. Yeah. You know, you could go from the mom and pops to the more gourmet ones to, Well, you I'll know, tell you, like, with Pulpitino, when, when we started that, it was a lot of, you guys don't sell slices? Yeah. You don't have Miller yeah. Lite. You don't have Heineken. You don't have garlic yeah. knots. Yeah. And we're like, no, no. And then we were just like, if everybody else has it, why do we have to have it? And it was a, it was a real pushback. I mean, I remember the first. I think we sold like plain pizza and grilled chicken Caesar salads for two weeks. I was a day one with Pulpatina. A day one, and I was coming. Eggplant chips. That's it. Banging, banging. That's Bang still on the menu, yeah. That, so you know where I got that from was from uh, Spain. And, and and then the sauce also with the Zeppelins. Oh, yeah. My, my favorite, and I go there a lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think, I guess my favorite one is Lodgemont. I don't know. They're I stopped insane. going. No offense. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's a different podcast, <laughs> so I'll tell you that. Different but yeah, one. yeah. You that's know, partners, partners are rough. Yeah. To deal well, with, so they didn't like me. Right. I didn't like them, and ultimately, a nasty divorce. But at the end of the day, the uh, no, they stayed together. Uh, they kindly asked me to leave, uh, which I was happy to do so because I, be, I just was so unhappy with what it was, what it was becoming well, look, and not becoming. Here. Yeah, so right. This, that was a stepping stone. Yeah, that's the way I would consider it. And you know, for a while, I didn't want to talk about it, and then I was like, I don't give a shit. Okay. Yeah, they, you know what? It's like I had become so. We were looking to open up a third location. Just a quick little story. And it didn't work out. And the reason why it didn't work out were just, I had been doing, I was like basically the lead on this thing. I was the point of contact. I was driving the bus on raising the money. And then at the end of the day, it just didn't work out for whatever reason. And I just was like, then what the hell are we going to, what are we doing here? It's, it's um, three of us here. We're not going to be able to feed each other off of this. Oh, we don't want to open up another one. Okay, well then buy me out. Get me out of here. And they, you know, couldn't come up with the money, the whole story. And then when Flores got in, oh, we can come up with the money. Yeah. Mm. So it was like everyone's blaming everybody for this, that, and the other thing. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, the one thing I, I will take away from that, other than the personal experience, was we didn't listen to anybody. We didn't, as much as we cared about what you may have thought about the certain things, we were like, no. We didn't even want to do a chicken parm or an eggplant parm for a long time because we're like, Oh, God. But then it was like kids were requesting it. And then we made our kids, and then it was like parents want one. So then we're like, what are we doing? Just make it. Make it really, just make a really good one. Make it better than anybody else does it. And I think that's, I think that's really one of the things that people struggle with because it's so hard, particularly if you're not doing the business, to be like, no, I'm, I'm sticking with this. This is my concept. And I'm sticking with it. If it doesn't work out, then 
I'll try something new. I'll put something on the menu. Are you then... charging eight ninety five for that chicken palm, or are you charging twenty one dollars? I think we were at the time we're charging fifteen bucks for it. Okay, yeah. which I think is modest. Yeah, you know you're not pizza beat. No, but you're also not. Yeah, I mean know? we we spent a lot of money on the ingredients. I mean we. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bell and Evans. Yeah, right. And no knock on Pizza Beat because I freaking love them. That no. stuffed artichoke is to die for. Well, I always wonder about those guys because they were like the OGs of the pizza thing. And then you had the Pulpitinas, the now? Cookery, Fortina, uh, Parlor. Like that whole group that's opening up at uh, Ridge Hill no, too? No, I don't know. I don't know anything about them. I know a guy, a guy that you know worked for him like 17 about? years ago. Yeah, I think, the, I no, I don't think that's them. Uh, what is it going to be called over there? Oh, yeah, up in Ridge Hill? Yeah. I forget what Isn't it just going to be called like the Pizza Place or something, something like, like that? that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like there. There's another. I mean, Westchester spots. Pizza Places are popping up. Oh my God! There's a well. There's another pizza place opening up um, in Eastchester. But that's been another forever. That's one? been forever. In where, where the liquor store is? Yeah. What's yeah. going on with that? I don't know. Idea. I just saw the wood Where's burning that? up in there. Actually, I went to get ice at the beverage. Right mark. near the the Leewood, the Leewood, the liquor store. Across yeah. from Zuccarelli's. From uh, it's on the same side as the the hardware store. True value. True value. Okay. Yeah. I used to live oh, in that neighborhood. Little... When I lived there for four years, there was Ugats. There was nothing. <laughs> and then I left and it blew up. Then I lived in Rybrook. Nothing. <sighs> of course, I could walk to Lenny's Bagels and that was it. Now it blew up. It's like, I feel like I leave my mark and then everybody goes in there. Oh, man. You know? You're like an indicator of what's coming. I think so. Um, but we but need that's... help in Yonkers. Yonkers is, is What's going on there? I don't know. They've been bringing me there. They want. They're offering me. So much money to open up. And I tell you, a lot of people, because we, like I said, we we work national, so we get a lot. Of, everything now is done by like GIS data, meaning they know what cell phone went into your restaurant and when, and where the cell phone sits for eight hours at night, where it sits for eight hours during the day is where it sits at night is where you live, where it is during the day is pretty much where you work. Mm-hmm. Based on that information, they put together a demographic profile and they say these are the kind of people coming to your restaurant. So when you look at that, it can be like. They have all sorts of crazy names, like Savvy Suburbanites and Laptops and Lattes. So then they take those and they say, okay, your makeup is 20% this, 10% this, 35% that. So for some concepts, Yonkers shows up very well. It says, wow. So you get a lot of questions. What's going on in Yonkers? I say the same thing. Somebody's just got to be the first guy on the block. But tell me about Central Avenue. That Central Avenue has needed help from... I mean, back in the day, I was I cruising. Love I always thought I could do oh, really? great there. I don't know why. I don't. I, it it, it yeah. needs help. I figured right next that to the ground round. Oh yeah, why not? Yeah, spot. been I vacant ever since good. they opened. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is. You would have to think he did the demographics. Yeah, I'm just like, why does the Shake Shack just take the rest of that space? Oh man, I love the Shake Shack. Yeah, yeah, but the Shake Shack's good. But that's that part. I like it in the city though. Grand Central tastes better on the way home. I don't even think Grand Central's that good. The original spot. There was oh, yeah. Spot. In the Madison Square Park. Yeah. Uh, I will stand my, on that, that line any day. Yeah, the history of it. Yeah, because yeah, it's just cool eating it down there. But, I mean, that part of Central Avenue for sure. But, I mean, like, other parts, I think they're just a little commercialized. I mean, that Hartsdale, those shopping centers over on that side are, I think, they're doing things well. things don't last. Is that place that's supposed to be doing pretty good? Oh, Mandarin? No. Oh, Mandarin's delicious. They're killer. No, it's, um... It has like two names and oh man, Unico. What? Unico. Unico. I, I haven't been I, yet. I've been hearing some things about this place. That place though has had a lot of turnover throughout all these years. The space itself. The space itself. Yeah. So the space I, itself doesn't look cool. But at all. I hear, I hear it's beautiful. Like it looks beautiful. I hear the food's fantastic. Where is it? Kind of reminds the it's way they Hot speak style. about it. Kind of reminds me of, of 
I guess something like what I'm doing. It just sounds like that. I don't know. I, I don't know. I never heard anybody. It's, it sounds Japanese. What, what, it's Italian? Rico, at least it's a Mediterranean. Oh, yeah, it's a Mediterranean. Yeah. It's a mix but of it cuisines. Changes things up. Um, so I think it's a little Spanish, a little Italian, a little yeah, Greek. The Westchester Magazine. So I'll give them a little. To get, yeah. I'm sorry, but Westchester Magazine, to me, whatever it says about the restaurants, I don't believe it. Yeah. It's all paid. Yeah. It is a little bit of a pay-to-play scenario. But you know, the magazines are in trouble. I think magazines are struggling for ad dollars and things like that. Well, you got Instagram. Yeah. And they're, they're cut out the middleman. And then they're also up against people like me. Right. And we're sort of um, a threat because we're independent. Well, I never understood why they, didn't, why they didn't embrace that culture and bring someone like you on board or bring other people who are more engaged in that community and say, look, we're struggling with this. We need to get it off the ground. We're seen as a trusted resource here. I mean, let's face it. Everyone goes for whatever, whether it is a pay-to-play scenario. And look, you buy ad space, you get certain privileges there. That's for sure. That's with any magazine. Well, so, but, but I mean, like, no. And I think that in this, it's just tough to be that kind of magazine in a market where not everybody has that money. And, you know, it's, it's look, I think they, they could have easily put it on and said, we want to grow this. We're going to be a resource. We'll pay you. Salary, but the social media department, go out there and do it. But... That's a very old model. That's a very old model of buy an ad space, we're going to have you do an event, and we'll do this, this, and we'll rely on you for that, and we get X amount of readers, and we do this. I'm not busting on them, but it's just they, they're going to be up against it now with the social media. And I think we're just, we haven't even seen the, the beginning of what, where this can take people. Clearly, you look at the same 12 restaurants in the book. And the, same, and the same handful of chefs. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's not fair. No. That's why somebody like Georgie, who I think what he does Again, I think, you know, by, by having him come with me today, mm-hmm. like, I think that was important because, you know, he's underrated in the county. Yeah. I, I don't think he's underappreciated. And I think, no, no, I'm serious. I'm not even full of shit. But, like, I think, like, you know, show love because there's so much out there. Yeah. Like, again, we've stepped up a lot from where we were. Right. We have still a lot of way to go. Right. You know, there's still room for lots of variety. We're lacking in a lot of things. Right. Spanish. But, we need a good Spanish restaurant, I think. Oh, tapas. man. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And tapas, like small plates, bro. Yeah, like, common. that's... But that's been happening now for how many years? These wine bars. Like, let's get a good one. I know. Let's get a good one. Yonkers. And let, and you want to open one in Yonkers? I, I, let's go. I think it would do well. I think you're going to you're gonna struggle to be the first kid on the block. But I, it reminds me a lot of... And stay open until 2 a.m. Here's my thing. I got nowhere to go sometimes. For safety reasons, yeah. But, I mean, that's what the concern is, right? Safety. His name went bankrupt over there? Yeah, but that's... Yeah, but that's... I mean, I don't know how much of that is business dealings. Because I know it's not a product. You know, I think it's... I think I, I lived in Hoboken when Jersey City was a real shithole, and you know you could, if you couldn't afford to live in Hoboken, you know we did because all our paycheck went to beers and rent. And then Jersey City was like, well, you should just move to Jersey City. It's like half the rent. You're right here. I'm like, well, I'm living over there. And the first chef, I was, the first restaurant I was a chef at was over there. And the neighborhood was so bad that the waitresses wouldn't leave with their cash tips at night. They'd come pick them up in the morning wow. because they didn't want to walk out with any cash yeah, at night. Sure. So. But now it's five hundred thousand dollars for a studio bedroom, and the, and the restaurants are the rents are insane to get in there for restaurants. So and the market is I mean you have all the big names Barry's Boot Camp all the restaurants want to yep. be over there. Um, Sweet Green is opening up yep. over there allegedly. So um, it reminds me of that. But I need to see somebody like a big boy going and, and sign a lease down there. Fourteen was supposed to go in there. I've heard a lot of names were supposed to go down there, but for some reason nothing's happening. 
I mean, why? What am I talking about? They were supposed to take a second spot. They're already in Yonkers. Yeah, and you know, I think that well, that's a little bit different. Downtown Yonkers. Though. What is that? Downtown Yonkers is different though because we're we're. Where it's a downtown totally different vibe. Yonkers, it's a whole different scene. Wait, downtown Yonkers is not where the water is? It is. Yes, but the way it where is. 14 is now. Okay, that's there. not downtown. Okay. okay. I don't want to talk out of turn here, but you got to drive through the Fordham Road of the Bronx to get, to get there. Right. And that's going to dissuade a lot of people yeah. from going there. I had a meeting. I'm like, wait. Yeah, How I, uh, we, we, I, I would need to see like a Trader Joe's or a Chase Bank. Yeah. Somebody open down there to really. And if you're charging those kinds of rent because you're on the water and you get the Hudson, you know, they're review, all good leases. And and you have the train, then you best believe you got to clean up the neighborhood, and you have to offer them things that are gonna want that they're gonna want to stay there. So you know what does better Hastings. Yeah. You know what does better Irvington. You know what does better. Even Ossining is blowing up. Peakskill is blowing up. Yeah. Think about what's happening in Peakskill and what a revolution that oh, is. Oh, for sure. Well, that brewery, when that when the brewery moved over across the street and took that big space, that was a big statement, I thought. So I think more people are going up the line, and you got all these Wall Street tycoons that are leaving. They're young, you know, young money that they made. They're leaving. They're moving up to Beacon. They're moving up to Hudson. They're opening their little farm-to-table places. You know, and they're making their money in the second half of their life. Yeah. Doing what they like. Oh, yeah. You know, bacon bread. Rhinebeck, yeah. Right? Oh, right. Think about all the cold spring. It's amazing. You got your hands on a lot of different things. You can can really... Front to table, though, again, is a certain demographic. And it's... Everybody wants to know these days, you know, the name of the cow that they're eating. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you think about it. You know, what farm... What farm did it come from? You know... What, yeah, it's all, all of that because all of that. people are more educated. They want they want higher quality. I mean, this this is a discerning customer base that makes money. Could eat at some of the best restaurants in the world yep. in New York City. You can't come, but there they and also them. want back to basics, right? And they want back to basics with high quality ingredients. They want those farm fresh eggs. Mm-hmm. They want it's know, expected now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're gonna go to let's say to a diner concept, they want like to know that it's still coming from a farm. It's still quality. Their waffle. Could be gluten free, yeah, and maybe not, <laughs> but they want to have the option, yeah. So, so and that and that's what I think restaurateurs struggle with. What? Again, not knowing their markets. Yeah. And you I know, still hear people say like, "Hey, if I wanted that, I would have went to the city." Yeah, right. I hear it a lot. I mean, our best seller still is fettuccine bolognese. Yeah, people right. People want it. You know. Um, Give them what they want and charge them for. That's the Joe Bastianich thing. Yeah. I can't tell you the last time, no offense to you, but like talk about a cacio a pepe or the madrachiana. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to go to Nyack for that. Yeah. And no, DPMB? Yeah. No. DPMP. Drop pasta, not bombs. How is it? Banging. Oh, awesome. But the guy came from Del Posto. Mm. You know, he's you trained. Yeah. I'm telling you, <laughs> I went, we ordered like six pastas. No, I take it back. I ordered four pastas. One was better than the next. Everything was handmade and the sauces. And they make it, do they make it, they wholesale it or no? Is that, am I getting that wrong? They or? sell. They sell the pastas. They sell. Okay. So they were so good that they actually prepared the family meal for the holidays for Blue Hill Stone Barns. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And they brought this guy in with his wife, his small little team, to prepare that family meal. Can you nice. imagine? That's awesome. But I love that. That yeah, yeah. is a story that I love. 
that's that's a passion you know that's being who that person is and it's authentic it's showing up in a lot of ways because i see them everywhere and I, I don't i don't i don't ever like hear one bad thing about it i see that they're putting out a quality product and now you're telling me things like this i mean that's I'll check it out. Yeah, you yeah, go to Rayo's. We've all been to Rayo's, right? Mm-hmm. I've never been to Rayo's. I've never once. been to Rayo's. No. All right, let's make that I was happen. I'm happy with it. I had so much fun. Because it's, it's experience. the experience. Yeah. Yeah. And so to fun. hang Everybody's out like, with. But you like the food? I was like, yeah. yeah. You know what's crazy? The kitchen's open. They yeah. don't even use their Rayo's pasta. And we may have had this conversation. Yeah, before. yeah. I feel like we have. And I'm like, yo, bro, you're charging $40, $50 for pasta. You're not even using your own name brand. Yeah. Oh, don't they? Oh, do they use what the Checo or something? Yeah, yeah, everybody yeah which, is, which is like what I have at home. Yeah, exactly. For two ninety nine, and they're charging you what? You sound like my grandfather they, now. You think their Rayo's pasta is better? I never had it. No, what I'm saying to you though is you're getting family style. It's probably a forty fifty dollar dish because it's Rayo's, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. I don't know what the price is. Yeah, I didn't pay. But. It's, it's two ninety nine <laughs> pasta. Talk about, talk about it paying thirteen dollars so for the thing. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think I paid so either. I don't yeah, think I paid either. Yeah. It was good, but it but, but that, it's I the experience. It yeah, it's always it the experience, uh-huh. and that's what it is. And if I had to go again tomorrow, I would go. Yeah. But yeah, what I'm too. saying is, they have their own sauce. They have their own pasta. They have all that stuff. They have franchises. And then giving me the checkos, like I died when I saw that. I was like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> so that so might be who makes their pasta after all. It could be, and that was the conversation that we were having, yeah. trying to figure out who is manufacturing their pasta. It's all white label stuff, like you know. But their like their jarred stuff is. is, is we use it every day. I will use it. My my uh, my daughter is a pasta fiend, uh-huh. and. Um, it's, it's quality. Yeah, yeah. I only usually thin it out with some tr- chicken stock, so and that's it. If my wife makes water. chicken cutlets, we'll keep the vodka sauce in the refrigerator because I love uh, fresh mozzarella. The vodka uh, sauce on the chicken cutlet with fresh mozzarella. I'm starving. I'm divorcing you guys. <laughs> you, just, you broke my heart. The both of you. The both of you. No, but I'll tell you this. Kids running around. Yeah. I'll see. tell you that I got no kids. I got no kids. But I'll tell you this. I'm going home to make kuzugu right now, and I got. Beautiful stew and like a fresh Italian sausage Tell sitting in the fridge. Right. Oh my god! But husband, how dude, dang. if I come over and you feed me that shit, no. we're breaking up. <laughs> but listen, not for you. <laughs> when you carry your own regular. No, 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 no. But I, I'm just messing with you guys. I get it. I get it. You know, you got to cut corners and and then, you know, and you're gonna do it that way. So not divulging where I work, but we did do a sauce test taste test mm, and mm. we looked at nutrition and all of that for the first time Rayo's made it into the top whatever but Victoria's was the one that came out on Victoria's top is a good one. Victoria's is the one that came out you on top you don't know what I heard Victoria's makes Rayo's Huh? look at that you might be right I but I'm not sure I get very interested in tasting these but you, when sorry, they do that they I don't see who it is right? it's all blind it's all blind yeah, yeah. it's all blind I know well, those things sometimes yeah why not I mean all their products well, Victoria's general lineup I mean they're super expensive but like no, but you can get that stuff on sale. I always, like, I, if you see me in the supermarkets, I'm that girl, I take pictures, I read the labels, I like, I I'm a nerd. I, I'm in a supermarket so fast, okay. unless it's a market I want to be in, like, yeah. when you're in Spain, you're, like, at the real market, oh, like, even yeah, down yeah, on Arthur yeah, Avenue, yeah, that's yeah, a different, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you're talking about, like, Stop and Shop, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, I'm in there to get what I need to get and get out, I'm not looking at any labels. Well, I'm the worst. I'm actually smoking a little bit before I go in there. Walking around, <laughs> walking around, That's where the specials come from. Uh, 
looking at prices. Yeah, I'm like, oh, well, that's 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 yeah. a different angle. Yeah. I'm just interested in it. I'm just interested in it because I want to I want to please the uh, the family during the week at the restaurant. I try and put things together. Where it's like, all right, if they buy a package of colors and this that, and they put a meal together, it's going to cost them this much. If they come to the restaurant, I'm not that's gonna lie. Level, a chicken palm with vodka yeah. sauce sounds. Uh, Banging now. Yeah. Oh, chicken vodka. We make it at the restaurant. Do we really? The, I don't know. Oh, well, you didn't give me God. that. Oh, I'm coming man. Friday. I got to make it for you. All right. I'm going to make it for you. You're going to. It, an, it, yeah. it is. I remember somebody ordered that one time. So at of like, good. Why didn't anybody ever think of that? Oh, it's so well, good. Well, you know what I used to order from you? And you used to make it for me I all the time. I make it like a pizza. Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's so good. Yeah. Ooh. It's so good. You used to make me a white pie. And then I would say, if you had Brooklyn Ab, you would put it on there. Yeah. Or if you had spinach, you would put it on there and, and go heavy on the garlic. And it was bang. And you never put it on the menu. And I'm like, you, I, like I wish. Make me you ask for it every time. Yeah, but it was it was so good <laughs> yeah. every single time. It was my pizza, you oh. know. But you have your own pizza now. You don't need that one. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. The Forget about it. Have you guys had it? No, I haven't oh. been since then. All right. So I, I do. I don't know where the place is. I'm the worst. Where, where... Well, if you didn't have to go somewhere right now, I would have taken you. But it's it's delicious. It's right over here, Central Avenue. Yeah, Central yeah, Avenue. In White Plains, so it's like right before you get to 119. Okay. And uh, but across the street from the Harley Davidson, I think, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, right. it's over there. Yeah. Uniform yeah. Yes, it's okay. exactly right, right across the street. Okay. But uh, so that that was a nice collaboration with Mike. Awesome. Yeah. So and they're doing Detroit style. Talk about the only people doing it. I think locally is these guys. Yeah. And they're doing it well. That's so. Cool. The burger truck is gone. I told them. I said, you should yeah. outfit this with the right oven and make it a Detroit-style pizza truck. I think they'd kill it. Is Suvlaki truck still out there? Yes. Still out there. Yeah. They, they have, they're permanently, like, stationed yeah, yeah. in front of Best Buy. Yeah. And then I, I think they have a couple of... I, I know did. they're out there. I, I see them. Um, so. All right, guys. Yeah, this is... We could go on for yeah, I know forever. I was gonna say it right. Work, yeah. <laughs> this so, was fun. Yeah, yeah. See, can we do it again? <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow? No, uh, yeah, we, I, I, I mean, gotta look. go to work. But you know what? I'm going out for El Salvadorian and Colombian. Take notes. Well, look, now's your chance. Let's talk about where we're gonna find you. We find these honest reviews. Uh, just in wrapping up here. Okay, so you can go to my Instagram account. It's food. Get about it. Exactly like it sounds like. <laughs> And uh, not only will you get reviews, you'll also get some home cooking. Um, I really love to showcase the Italian perspective, the Italian-American perspective, you know, what it's like to be in my home. And I think that relates to a lot of your homes. And it doesn't matter that you're not Italian-American because I think if you're just... You will an, be after you read the post. Well, but you know what? <laughs> if you're an immigrant's child, a lot of our stories are the same. Yeah, right. So um, everybody can sort of relate to each other. And, uh, and I'm always open to new suggestions. I just went out for Moroccan food in the city. I thought it was banging. It's the best there I've tried. And uh, I think always be open-minded, everybody. Like, I know, you know, it's it's so, like, easy to just, you know, grub hub what you know and, and have your local spot. Yeah. But step out of your box a little bit yeah. and try... You know, some Try new places. Some of the little guys or some like little restaurant in the corner. Yeah, yeah and it, it might blow your mind. And it really, you know, and it's a lot of these mom and pop shops that are really doing their thing, and they've been there forever, and you may not know about it. So, so what what do you expect from me from twenty twenty? Twenty twenty is going to bring me hopefully some more business opportunities, some more relationship building, I think some more growth for the brand. Um, 
eventually I would like to hit more of the smaller places and, and put them on the map. That's a good and, cause. And, uh, yeah. you know, I think, I think we already have enough publications showing off the big guys. So I think the smaller guys also need a voice. And, yeah. I, and I'm hoping that I could be that person for them. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And the Giorgio, where where can we find Lord, you? Um, check me out. Yeah, Michelle, Quaker Ridge Road. I'm there. Seventy-seven. You, seven days a week, or what are you guys? I close on Mondays, but I'm, I'm I'm pretty much there. I'm in and out of the kitchen, saying hello and cooking. And... That's another important part, not yeah. to cut you off. Yeah. The idea of you're checking on your tables. Yeah. The idea that he does that. Yeah. You come out, you mingle with the crowd, you make sure everybody's happy, you look at their faces. If you're not the guy that's good with that stuff, don't step out of the kitchen because that vibe will kill you completely. But what I do like about you is you come out, you greet, you say hello, you go back in the kitchen. So I think think it's very important to do that. So 2020, I got to do a little bit better of that too. I do it probably four days a week. If one thing goes wrong that night, for some reason, I almost get like embarrassed and I won't go out that night. And I got to do a better job. Yeah, that. yeah. Because those are the nights I actually should. That's the night. Yeah, it's to be out in front. That's what's like that. Me and me. But remember, that people do don't know job. what happens in the back. If you don't, if you don't wear that, yeah, we're none the wiser. Don't tell them that. You just now they know. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, you can come out and no, say, "Man, I blew this," yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know. That's between you and me. I won't be writing that in my report. No, and I think that's it goes back to being authentic. I think that's like, you know what, if you are who you are, hey, you know what, I'm sorry I heard you didn't like this. Let me make something else for you, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's hard to do, especially because some people aren't so nice. They're not They're not coming from a good place for telling you. They're, they're like, well, I just told 10 of my friends or whatever the case is. But that's for a different podcast. Different. That's a whole other section. Yeah. Like, well, thank you guys for coming in. I know it was a tight schedule. You're awesome, Kyle. <laughs> thank you for what the... What can um, we expect out of you for this year? <laughs> oh, man. That's a, that's another podcast. Um, You know, really what my intent only with, with this podcast is to really... I really feel like the restaurant ownership is alone, as, as social as, as, like, it seems like it's a big party. At the end of the day, it's a pretty lonely existence. You don't really have another colleague that you can go really trust, right? I mean, you, you serve as a bit of a sounding board... Uh, for him, I'm sure sometimes, but I feel like I made a lot of mistakes the right and wrong way. Um, I would more than happy to share with anybody who wants to reach out to me um, my point of view on something or how I handled something, what I did right, did wrong, what my where my gut led me, and what I should have. Just share my experience. I think that's the value because a lot of time in the restaurant, people spend so much money to get open, they put their heart and everything into it, and then they don't realize like, oh shit, I have to pay sales tax every month. Oh, what are these? What, how do I have to tip this? Or so, like, if it's an operational question, it's a menu question, a cooking thing. Um, my goal is to really just serve as and bring people together like this on this podcast for sure to talk about that kind of stuff. But also, can feel free to DM me or text me and talk restaurant stuff all the time because I, I it is, I know how hard it can be. And there's a whole other aspect. I'm gonna have like a therapist on one of these about, you know, a lot of guys turn towards. Alcohol, drugs, yeah. they just are depressed or whatever so because easy. they're not, it's yeah. So the vices are there. And they're not, they, it could have, what could have saved them was like, what do you need, you're talking, you need a tax guy? I, here's the phone number. You need a bookkeeper? Here's, you need a chef? Let me see if I can talk to a couple people. It's, it's just, um, it's a business where you're not going to get the best advice always because the barriers to entry are so low. And then you have all the negativity of, don't, you don't want to open a restaurant, da, da, da. but that's not true either. So like, I can only share what I what what I 
what I can bring to the table, and that's really just my goal with this whole thing. One good, one good thing that I'd like to see from you too is obviously there's a problem with chefs and suicide, and um, yeah. you know, and, and vices, and and how to cope, and, yeah. and and your long hours, and you're never around for your family, and I know that there's struggles there. So, Bourdain, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. classic. There's there's a there's a guy. Um, so so what you know, I think one important podcast would be yeah. to touch upon that and. Uh, and really get some, you know, some awareness and a number for people to talk yeah. to, and then that kind of There's stuff. There's a guy, Steve Palm, down in I think he's in South Carolina. He's got a little bit of a restaurant empire, and he's open honest about his previous experience with drugs and alcohol as a chef, uh, restaurant owner. I'm not sure if he was a chef, but definitely restaurant owner. And he's leading that cause. So I hope to have him on one time. He, he it's yeah. I mean, but he that's for sure an issue. But even day to day, like, hey, have you ever run into this? Oh yeah, yeah. That oh kind of yeah. Stuff. But the but the that that's a that's a that's a real hot button topic, and for sure, somebody like that will be on hopefully. Well, I scroll down on on your and and just I mean I didn't get too far, and I said wow, like I'm gonna follow this guy, <sighs> and it looked very helpful. I mean it. I read a few things and. It's definitely a good spot for you know for a restaurant tour. Thank you. If I ever open a coffee shop or you know, my dream has always been a coffee shop. Yeah, I like the coffee shop. But now I'm thinking about maybe a deli in uh, West Palm. My parents are crying that they got to make ricotta from scratch. They got to make mozzarella from scratch. In West Palm, yeah, yeah. In West Palm, my parents are in Delray too. There was there was an Italian place on there that everybody really liked, but Forno. I don't remember the name of it. I don't know if it's in West Palmer for a They're all making their own bread. I'm like, you know what? If I could, with all these connections, and I could parlay some food from Martha Avenue yeah. down there. Get a truck. Get a train going Put down there. Put the mark up. You know. That's it. There you go. We just opened yeah. up a wine bar in Westchester and an Italian deli in Florida. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks so much for being on. Yeah, Thank you. Have a good one. I really have to roll. No, no, no. We're out of here. Wow, it's 548. That's it. All right, that's it. Episode 12 of the books. Food, forget about it. And Georgie from Da Giorgio, um, hopefully you were thoroughly entertained by that duo. And uh, we provided you with uh, something to listen to on the treadmill this morning. So thank you so much. And I just wanted to ask you guys that if you do like the show and you appreciate the content, to like and uh, subscribe to the podcast here, uh, whatever platform you're listening to, whether it's iTunes or Spotify, um, and comment and rate the show. Uh, if you like it, awesome. That would be great. If you'd like to see something different or if you don't like something about the show, let me know that too because that's what it's all about, trying to get better every week. All right, guys. Thanks again so much for listening while you're walking the dog around the treadmill or stuck in traffic. Um, that's it. All right. Have a great day, guys. Thanks again.